Something else we're also seeing on the risk side is an awareness of settlement risk as T plus one comes into place in America. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Asian Banking and Finance's podcast series in partnership with SmartStream. My name is Simon Hyatt, and I am the contributing editor of ABF. I will be your host today. Asset servicing operations face a number of operational and technological challenges to service corporate action events. These events link investors to the issuer to share information, raise capital, manage debt, and facilitate structural changes. While some events are simple, others are not, and the number of participants in the information chain adds to the complexity. Many firms suffer painstakingly manual processes. A few have digitized to enable automation and control within processes. There are obvious benefits to digitization of asset servicing to help manage frequently changing event details, multiple intermediaries, and upcoming deadline calls for a transition to a digitally optimized approach. Joining us for today's episode, is Adam Cottingham, Global Head of Asset Servicing SmartStream out of London. Let's listen as we discuss the vital points and key messages with respect to corporate actions automation. Hi, Simon. Um, I've worked with SmartStream for 10 years in a few roles, but the last five years looking at corporate actions and asset servicing through the addition of our proxy solutions. Um, we have a technology platform, a real-time technology platform that we deliver to a variety of different clients to achieve automation and control in processing these corporate action events and proxy meetings. It's an exciting time and I'm looking forward to discussing what we're seeing in the market today. Well, thanks very much, Adam, for that introduction. Let's open with a fairly broad question. What trends do you observe regarding optimizing asset servicing operations? A lot of activity in the market. And that is mainly driven by the fact that the traditional challenges in asset servicing are still there. So there are different counterparties that communicate with each other across a process, which is complex. They use proprietary formats, there are manual workarounds, there are issues with matching up this information and they find it difficult. The complexity of this value chain in the way an event is processed from an issuer to an exchange, to a CSD, to a custodian, through the custodian network, to a bank, to an asset manager, and this process flow is erroneous. And today, the consistent trend is people struggle with this. And so they can put more people around it. They can look at IT projects to improve it, but you can't get away from the fact that people do miss events and they miss process events and this costs money. That's right. I mean, it all feeds down to the bottom line at the end of the day, doesn't it, Adam? And we're observing many of those similar trends here at Asian Banking and Finance as well. So thank you very much for those opinions and comments there. Adam, why do you think asset servicing departments are a little bit later to the table in their automation transformation journey? compared with other departments. That's an interesting trend. And what's your opinion on that? 
So at the top of everyone's agenda at the moment is risk. A lot of organizations have a view of their operational risk, whether it's because they've got a small team coping with a large workload, whether it's because they're running a manual process or a semi-automated process. They know where the risks exist in this workload, where they're trying to manage and correct the data associated with events on given timelines, given deadlines, and capture all the elections or voluntary events. What this operational risk translates into is critical event risk, where there is a potential for loss or missed elections or misprocess events. Something else we're also seeing on the risk side is an awareness of settlement risk as T plus one comes into place in America. It's effectively meaning that you need to have a T plus zero processing capability, which means people are also looking at the real-time nature of these operations to be able to give transparency and mitigate against potential failed settlements where events are in flight. There are a number of industry bodies who are guiding best practices through this. So there is the SMPG and NMPG working groups who are stating best practices in accordance with SWIFT. And then there are the European Banks Initiatives around SCORE, which give um, 15 directions on how corporate actions should be processed, incremental election deposit being one of them. SRD2 has come into place, and although it's predominantly focused on proxy, it's also stating that corporate actions should be processed across messages, elections should be captured electronically. There's a lot of focus on these types of best practices and how to comply with them because people are becoming more aware of the risks. And that's creating a common understanding that we're seeing very prominently in the market, which is sticking with manual processes is not going to resolve these risks. Thank you so much, Adam. That's an uh, outline of some incredible trends, as I mentioned a moment ago, that we are also seeing here at Asian Banking Finance as well. Let's drill down a little bit. If I can ask you our next question, Adam, why are asset servicing departments a little bit later to the table in their automation transformation journey compared with other departments, in your opinion? We've seen organizations recently coping with a large regulatory book of work and regulatory initiatives specifically around things like MIFID II, LIBOR rates initiatives have taken the focus away from more operational projects like corporate actions. There is now an awareness of how future regulations are driving through the need to optimize corporate actions and corporate actions is becoming a priority project. It's also becoming a priority project because people have lost money through misprocessing corporate actions by missing events and misprocessing them. And that is also causing reputational damage. So it is coming to a fore. When it comes to the fore, people are looking at what to achieve and how to achieve it. And some people have undertaken projects that failed before. And therefore, there's a little bit of shyness about how to take a second bite of the apple. And so there's a new attention to the technologies that will underpin these type of changes and were they available before. Critical to this is having a real-time processing capability so that there's transparency and no latency in the process. And that's now available in the market and that's why people are thinking, right, we're going to take a new approach to automation, achieving real-time processing and the technology is right 
But then they ask themselves the question, do we have the knowledge? Is the knowledge in the marketplace? And that's also critical to making sure that they're able to take on these projects and create a tra successful transformation towards automation. I think there's some very good points there as well, Adam. What would be the main reason you think asset servicing departments are a little bit delayed? I mean, we, we've talked about a fair few reasons there, but what would be the the nub of what you're actually saying? What would be the main reason and what could they do about it? One of the things that I believe is the catalyst for why we're seeing projects across the whole entire spectrum of organisations is because everyone has struggled during the pandemic to process corporate actions manually in a dispersed operating environment. That has compounded the risks with their processes. And now when people have come back to the office, there is an acute awareness that they need to improve these processes. In doing so, they also need to manage the cost of the legacy processes and look to optimize that. And that's critical today. And that's it for this episode. Again, thank you to Adam Cottingham for joining us and sharing your insights with our listeners. Catch the next episode as we delve into the future of asset servicing. Thank you, everybody. My name is Simon Hyatt. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you all again soon.